0: Good morning, River Church. <laughs> have any of you guys seen that before? Y'all seen that commercial before? That's a, that's an old commercial from a few years back, and I, w- I thought of that when I thought about Mother's Day. and um, Moms are awesome, right? Director of Operations, I thought that was pretty cool. So anyways, we are uh, so happy to have you here with us this morning. I was telling the team this morning, they're making fun of me, because I was like, this is our first... Um, this is our first Mother's Day as a church. And like, yes, Mike, we just started the church. Everything is a first. You know, we know. I was like, well, you know, it's a big deal to me, you know. So, um, anyways, we're happy to have you here to celebrate our first uh, Mother's Day as, as a church. And so, um, yeah, so we're going to talk about, guess what today? Moms. <laughs> so, we want to just celebrate moms. We think moms are awesome. And uh, I, I know, I think about my own mom, and if you know me, there's a few people in here that know, have known me for a long time, and if you're one of those people, you know that I was not the easiest <laughs> child to raise myself, so I was kind of a pain. I was kind of, uh, I was one of those really hyper kids, you know, that talked a lot and ran around a lot and never could, I know you guys probably can't imagine that looking at me now, but I was like, I was, I was difficult to raise. So um, anyways, I just, I think about moms, and we just want to celebrate them, and I know that as I was thinking about Mother's Day this morning, I was thinking about um, our church and just mothers in general and how wide of a variety that we have in here. And so we have people who we have moms like my wife is is going to be a mom in a couple of weeks. We're going on six weeks right now. So we're, we're going to have a little baby Gideon in a few weeks. And I'm pumped about that. But we have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so we have moms that are about to be brand new moms. We have. Um, single moms in here. We have moms that um, have, have, have their kids all grown up and, and you know out of the house and, and whatnot. We have, um <laughs> we have uh, people who have lost their moms in here and so we were talking about that at our men's group the other night and that just how tough this day is for those people and so we know that we have an all-encompassing um, variety here at the River Church but what we want to do today is celebrate um, who moms are and kind of what they've ingrained in us, right, what they've um, put into us. And um, so regardless of where you are today on that spectrum, if you're going to be a brand new mom, if you haven't even thought about being a mom, if you're a guy in here, you're like, how is this going to relate to me, right, you have a mom, all right, you're not here without her. So we want to talk about moms, we want to celebrate them, who they are, and kind of what they've put in us. So regardless, we want to celebrate moms, the gift they are, um, and what they've taught us, and what I think we could all say, there's still a... Uh, That still lives in us today, right, from what they've taught us and trained us and given to us, and so um, moms make us who they are. We, uh, the last, I'm going to talk about this a lot today, so you guys just got to get used to it, okay, just forgive me from the beginning. Um, With us about to have this little baby boy, we've we've been uh, taking the little baby classes, and I was joking about that. I've seen crazy things now I can't unsee, and it's like, they, they should really warn you, at least, before you go in those classes. But anyways, so I've t- taken the baby classes. And one thing that was amazing that I noticed in those classes are um, they, and this is, you guys are probably all experts. This is new to me. But they, they're teaching us about this thing that they do where as soon as you have the baby, what they do is, you know, you have this, this crazy childbirth experience, and it's, they, they, the baby comes out, and they wipe down the little baby. And the very first thing that they do, you guys know what the first thing they do is? The first, what was that? Somebody said it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first thing they do is they take the baby and they put it directly on the mom's chest. And it's a really cool thing because um, I just thought when they first showed us, I was like, oh, so that's probably about like, uh, you know, just to let the, because you, you see, they show you the videos and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then they take, they what and they put it on the mom's chest and the mom just starts, and the dad, they just start crying. It's this beautiful moment, you know, it's this, and so I thought, oh, they're just giving them a cool little moment. And it is that, it is that, but it's actually really more than that. And what they're doing is, um, they say that they put it on the mom's chest, it makes an immediate connection with the mom, the baby makes a connection with the mom, and it helps regulate, actually, the baby's body temperature. And so he's coming out of the womb, and this is his first time in this brand new world where, I mean, can you imagine what that would be like if somebody t- took us out of, like, your little house and put you in this alien universe, and you're, I'd be freaking out, you know, like, what is going on? What is this? And they take the baby, put it on the, on the mom's chest and it calms the baby down, it relaxes the, mo- the baby, and it regulates the baby's body temperature. And then it's a really cool thing that they say happens, is when they do that, it actually makes it a lot, um, makes it, th- they raise the chances that the baby's going to be able to breastfeed quickly when they do that. And it's this really incredible, beautiful thing that happens. And it, as I was thinking about that, I, I was just thinking about the gift of moms and their babies and how it's, it's such a biological thing, that moment, but it's actually much more, it's, it's also a very spiritual moment right there, that, that connection that the child makes with, with its, with his, his or her mother, and uh, it's just, it's beautiful, guys, and it's, it's an incredible thing that, that our God is amazing the way that he designs stuff. Like, you ever just sit back and you're just like, you just kind of think about the the universe and how um, intricate it is, and how God, the way God decided to choose things and do things, and just that moment, that skin-to-skin contact, that connection that the child makes with his with his mother in that moment, it's it's incredible, and our God designed it that way. It's so cool, and so I was just thinking about that and, and those connections, and I begin to kind of think about obviously my own mom and this, and I, I was thinking about being. Um, raised, and I told you I was not an easy child to be, um, to raise. Uh, (laughs) Whenever, whenever they would have the teacher uh, conferences at school, you guys ever had to go to those, the teacher conferences? Uh, They always said, every one of them always said the same thing about me. Mike's really good. They always talk about how smart I was and charming, and then, (laughs) that was a joke. (laughs) Y'all laughing a little bit too hard. That's not, that was my (laughs) wife laughing at me on that one. But they, they talked about, they would always say, Mike's really great, whatever. when they say, but the thing is, in class, he will not shut up. <laughs> and so every time. So I wasn't the easiest. But I think about her and, and raising me and all the different things that, going to even like the skin to skin, but the things that she transferred to me and in my own heart, my own life. Like I think about, she hates it when I say this, but it's very true. My mom is a competitive beast. Like, if you've ever played, I, I say this, I use this word, and this is one she does say, I say, my mom is cutthroat. Like, I was preaching a sermon one time, I said, if you ever play a sport or a card game with my mom, she will cut your throat, rip your heart out, and stomp on it, and then, yeah. And y'all, some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, I'm not playing, y'all. She's like that, man. And, and so I always tell that story, but I actually, she thinks that's like a mean thing I'm saying about her. I love that about my mom. And you know why I love that about my mom? because I'm that way too. So don't play any games with me, because I'm mean. Um, I've actually gotten a lot better. am more mellowed out. I haven't yelled or hit or thrown in, in a long time, except for my keys the other day, but it's a different story. Um, But so I just, I think about that, that compa- and it's because I always tell that, because when I was a little kid, we'd be playing, she was teaching, I'm talking like five, six years old, she would be teaching me how to play basketball. She played basketball in high school, and so I remember out there, she was teaching me how to play, and I remember she would I would shoot the shot, and my own mother's blocking my shots back in my face. That's the kind of, that's what I'm talking about, y'all. And so I tell that story. She's like, they're going to think I'm a mean mother. I'm like, well, you are when we're playing sports. But, but the thing I always leave out of that is that what was actually going on is she was teaching me. What she would, Because she played ball, she would teach me angles off the backboard. Because I'm, I'm 5'9", I'm not the tallest guy, so she would teach me how to use the backboard. Different angles off the backboard, different things like that. So as she's blocking my shot, she's saying, next time, do it this way. Next time, do it that way. I always leave that part of the story out. And so so as I think about that and that just determination that she she taught me, that competitive spirit, I think about um, when she went back to school whenever I was in junior high and high school and completed her degree. And I remember coming home every night from school and watching her. Literally, she would go lock herself up in her room. (laughs) And <laughs> she would cook us dinner and stuff. She'd take care of us. But then she'd you know, go in the room and spend hours in there just working and trying to finish her degree so that she could be a teacher. And I just I, th- I think about that. And I especially now as we've planted the church, if we started the river, I draw back on that because there was in her in those moments uh, a determination of this is getting done. Like it doesn't really matter how much it takes of me or how hard it's going to be or what that looks like. This is getting done. And I remember as we planted the river, like whenever we first started and Katie and I came out here to, to do this, at first it was just me and her by ourselves. And I, of course I was terrified, right? But in those moments I drew back on no matter what this takes of us, this is getting done because this is the task and this is what we're going to do. And no matter what it takes, no matter how hard it is, there was always, I just remember that. Like I, I, st- I don't say that as like, a, you know, I'm awesome. I'm saying I learned that from her of no matter what this takes of me, this is getting done. And I just remember drawing back on, on that and thinking about what I learned from her. And, and, of course, she was the protector and the one we had run to. And, and not only those, those types of things, but I remember she was the one that um, when we were little kids, I remember being, uh, as Katie and I are talking, again, I'm talking about me and Katie, but as we, me and Katie are talking about raising Gideon and what we want that childhood to look like for him, I'm remembering being a little boy, and my mom, every single night, sitting and reading the Bible stories and with me and my brother and sister and, and we would pray together before we would go to sleep and I just remember those things. And, and so why, what's the point of all of that? Is I'm saying those are things that she's written on my heart that my, that my mother ingrained in me, then it was her. It was her, it, through God, writing those things on my own heart and teaching me those things. And, I, and so now I want those same things for my own son, and I think about us, and I- if we were to, if you were to, if we kind of walked through the line, I said, tell me stories, tell me stories, tell me stories, tell me stories, I think every single one of us could share stories about our own moms and how they, their things that they did in the most beautiful ways that r- have written things on our own hearts. And now we can look back and say, I'm this way. And some of them might be like, well, I'm this way because of my mother, right? Those might not be the, you know, But there's a lot of those things where you say, I'm that, and I got that from my mom. And that was ingrained in my heart because of my mom. That was ingrained on in me because of, and that is not by accident. That is a beautiful design by God. And I would say it's a beautiful gift that God has given us, and given moms and given us as children to our moms, so... So I, I just, I think that we all have those things. So looking at thinking o- in those terms and how we all have these things that our mothers have written on our hearts and made us certain ways, I want to kind of just take a few minutes briefly today and look through a biblical perspective of motherhood and say, what is, why is that? Because I think that as we look at our world and, and the way that things are shifting and, and sometimes shifts aren't so bad, but as I look at the way things are shifting, I see the picture of motherhood almost being, by, our, by culture, in some ways, being insulted in and looked down upon. And so I want us to ta- take a minute and celebrate motherhood and look at the beautiful gift that it is, and I want us to just have take a quick biblical uh, perspective at motherhood. And so I'm going to read from this beautiful passage about a, a wonderful wife and, a, and mother from Proverbs 31. And uh, this is Proverbs 31, starting in verse 25. And he's, he's talking about his wife and, and, and the mother of his children. He says, strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household um, and is never idle. Her sons rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women are capable, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who feels, fears the Lord will be praised. Give her her reward of her labor, and let her works praise her at the city gates. And it's a beautiful picture of a, of a wife and a mom. And, and as we think about that perspective of, of celebrating how incredible that is, I want to just talk, touch on three things really quickly. The first one is this. Motherhood is a calling. It's not a hobby motherhood is this beautiful calling. I think that our culture, and I'm going to kind of be hard on our culture a little bit today, and I'm not always like that, but our culture has been doing this this thing where it really is looks down on motherhood recently, and it's been driving me crazy, and it's, man, it's all good, like woman power, you know, all that kind of stuff, but let's not look down on motherhood, right? And so you're like, why is he, what is that coming from, right? So the reason I thought about this is I saw this um, magazine article, like literally last week, and what it was talking about, and this isn't an abortion sermon, don't, don't, get, don't get nervous, but it was talking about these women, this magazine, it had all these women, and each one of them were telling their story about how they got an abortion, and how that they were happy that they got an abortion. That was the point of the article, was that and because I got an abortion, I was able to complete school. Because I got an abortion, I was able to do this, and it really it just—it it didn't make me angry as much as it just really made me sad. And you say, "Well, why? Why?" Because what's happening there is they're looking at children and motherhood as like a burden that gets in the way of you having your life and you doing what's really important, like school is more important than than these children. And it, it just, the whole article, I just looked at it, it, just made me so sad, because motherhood isn't a burden, it's not something, children aren't supposed to rank low, and that's why I'm talking about the, the modern movement, is, is children, our culture is shifting to where children are like a burden to the modern woman, and that breaks my heart, because they're not a burden, children aren't a, a nuisance, they're not something to just, they're not like tennis, it's not like, well, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I think I'll add a hobby, yeah, motherhood, that sounds like a good hobby to have, no, every mother in here is like, All right, good luck with that one, right? No. Children aren't a nuisance. They're not a burden. Motherhood, it's not something that you just add on when you're ready. M- being a mom is not a hobby. It's a calling. Motherhood is this beautiful picture. Like you guys watched in the video where it's all-encompassing. You, the f- the one that cracked me up the most was when he said, uh, you can eat. You can have a lunch break, but only after the associate eats first. Right? All the moms in here are like, amen, brother. Right? <laughs> Anyways, it's it's, it, it's it's all-encompassing and and what motherhood is, is a beautiful picture of you laying down your life for your children. Like when she said in the video, if you had a life, we expect you to give it up, right? She said, if you had one, right? It's this beautiful picture of, of laying down your life for your children. And there's nothing wrong with not having kids. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that motherhood is a beautiful picture that should be honored, not something that, as we look at kids, is like a burden or a nuisance. Does that make sense? It's a... It's it <laughs> And I remember thinking, you know, as a kid, it's a picture of you laying down your life for your children. And I remember being a little kid and thinking, man, I never want to have kids because my parents do not have a life. And that might be true. I don't know. I'll find out soon, right? But it's not a burden. It's actually a beautiful honor, and it's a beautiful gift. And it's one of the most incredible pictures of the gospel. It's you as a mom standing up for your children it's you representing them, it's you teaching them, it's you p- protecting them it's you um, training them up, it's you literally showing them who Jesus is there's nothing shameful or in the way about that that is beautiful and that should be honored and that should be, that should be celebrated and so first off motherhood is, is, is not a hobby, it's a calling secondly motherhood is a mission field Whenever some of you guys know this about me, whenever I was after I graduated high school, I went and did an internship, missions internship in Belize. And when I first started talking to my dad about doing it, I wanted to go do some something out of, out of high school and leave and just leave the country and do something cool. And and I thought I want to go do something in the mission fi- in missions. Where was the number one thing I thought of when I thought of missions? Africa. Why? What is that about us? And we're like, you're like missions picture of Africa pops up in your head. I don't know why that is, but it's a good place to do missions if you're looking for a spot. But for some reason, when we think of missionaries and missions, we think of faraway places, we think of, of Africa, and I think that it's easy to be discouraged and think that you're not living for much when you're stuck doing the dishes every day, right? Like when Katie and I first got married, this what our number one fight was over, was dishes. Who's doing the dishes? You're like, that's really dumb. Don't worry, guys, we've found some better stuff to fight about, but um, <laughs> we've moved up but but don't don't think sorry and it's easy the point of that is it's easy to get lost in the mundane and the everyday stuff it's easy to get lost thinking that i'm not doing anything when you're you're cooking dinner you're just going to work and you're just uh you're doing the di- all those kinds of things right it's it's a mission field being a mother is a mission field you know what your mission field is your children the heart of the gospel is, is sacrifice, right? We see well, a picture of, of the gospel and Christ's sacrifice for you and I, and motherhood is intrinsically sacrificial. A mom's greatest mission field is her children, so I don't, I don't want us to lose sight of that. Like, as you, if you look, I want to I make a difference. I want to change the world. Man, it starts at home. Like, if we build this church up to millions and millions of people, but I don't raise my kids, right, and I don't teach them the gospel, and we don't teach them about Jesus, we failed, because our number, mine and Katie's number one mission is our children. And it's the same thing for all of us in here and for moms. Our number one mission field is our children. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, this is, if you're not familiar, First uh, and 2 Timothy are written to this young pastor who Paul is kind of mentoring and training to be a pastor. And so he writes in this letter to Timothy, and he says, he says this in letters, this in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. He says, remembering your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy, clearly recalling your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois, then in your mother Eunice, that I and that I am convinced is in you also. What's Paul saying to, to Timothy? This, this young pastor that he's training up, he's saying you have this faith, and the reason you have this faith is because it was first in your grandmother, and your grandmother trained up her daughter, and her daughter then trained up her son, which is you, and now we have this pastor, Timothy, that I'm teaching the scriptures. Where did that all originate from? From mother to daughter, from daughter to son. Why? Because they saw their first mission field. They really, She recognized that her son was a mission field and so I don't want us to lose sight of that that Timothy's faith came from his grandmother and his mother his mom trained him and taught him the word and I'm not I don't mean to, to lower the importance of, of anything else like career and work and all these other things outside of us but I want to raise the bar on on seeing our kids and realizing that our kids I man it's a mission it's a beautiful mission. It's not It's not a begrudging, like, oh, I've got to do this. No, it's a beautiful honor that we get to do. And so let's raise the bar on that and see them as a beautiful mission. And then finally, the third thing I kind of want to say th- is this, is that as mothers, you need to know that you are not enough. You're like, oh, thanks, Mike. How do you know? But you are absolutely more than enough. Um. Time Magazine came out, the reason I said that, the Time Magazine came out with this article uh, asking mothers, and the, the question, the headline was, are you enough? And what they did is they painted this picture of what the modern mom should be, and here's what, they s- here's what it was like, not kidding. It was, unless you are Um, you run marathons, you breastfeed for over two years, you have a spotless house, this wonderfully decorated home, you garden everything your children eat, you cook three meals a day, don't forget that you're working 80 hours a week, Um, and then you give your husband a great sensual massage every night when he comes home, and also give President Obama some advice on foreign policy. (laughs) You are failing as a mom. Don't you guys agree with that? Oh, That's not the way it's supposed to be? Man, I'm gonna be super disappointed. But that was their, that was the thing—is that if this is this is what the s- the standard of the great mom is, and if that's the standard, man, none of us will ever be enough, right? Who can do that? And, and it's tough because the world we live in, the Pinterest, social media world, we're all really great at comparing, like, oh, this mom's working out. This mom's doing this. And I think about Ashley sharing at the – sorry, Ashley. So Ashley sharing an Easter video about mom guilt and how that comes on us because you, one reason is you're looking around and seeing, oh, all these people are doing all these great things. We're looking at celebrities and how they have a baby, and they actually weigh less after they had the baby than they did before they even got pregnant. You're like, what is going on, right? It's a joke. It's a lie, people. No joke. This I, this is the truth. I was watching a thing about one of those crazy Kardashian people, the Chloe. Um, she was talking about how she's uh, was losing all this weight, and good for her, man. You know, and and you, but this is the standard, right? This is the standard because we're looking at her and we're like, look, she's doing this great workout program. She's losing all this weight, and they flash to a video of her workout program. And I'm not going to do it because it'd be crazy. But she was laying on the ground laying on the ground with her legs up in the air, and she had a guy standing over her doing this with her legs. <laughs> she, has, she was paying someone to work out for her. She wasn't even having to work out herself, man. Like, that's the lie I'm talking about. You know why all these people can do that is because they literally, they pay people to eat for them. They got, they got enough money they're paying people to shop for them, to provide their food for them. They, this woman has pe- If you have somebody that you can pay to work out for you, you have too much money, <laughs> Okay? Why do I bring that up? Because that's the crazy standard that we put, that we're looking at in this world. And it is such a stupid lie, man. Don't believe it. It is such a lie. The truth is, when I say you'll never be enough, that is true. That is true, right? Because guess what? You will fail, moms. You will, if there's moms in here, you'll you'll know, yeah, I did mess up sometimes. I did this. You know, you're. it's not going to be perfect all the time, right? It's not going to be perfect all the time. You are not enough, but at the same time, you absolutely are because in Christ we are enough. And in, and I, I love this something again to go back to what Ashley's video. Sorry, I keep busting you out, girl. Was that whenever God gave you your children, and then you mess up or don't do things perfectly, He's not looking down, going, "Oh man, I really shouldn't have given Katie and Katie Gideon. I knew she, I should have known better than that, right? Ah, oh, gummit, right? No, man." God knows what he's doing, and he gave you your children on purpose, for a purpose. And part of life is the beautiful mess that it is. And so know that, yes, moms, you're going to mess up, and it's not always going to be perfect. But that in God, and as long as you're following him and directing your kids towards him and pointing to him constantly, you will always be enough. You will always be enough. So don't believe that lie that you're not. Don't let the world lie to you. I want to go ahead and ask the guys. You can come on up. We're going to just sing some songs and worship and and end. But I want to say this, man. Motherhood is an amazingly beautiful calling. And so today we want to celebrate motherhood. We want to celebrate our moms and celebrate that calling that you have. And I kind of want to end with this. I was reading this, this book that Katie gave me about moms, and she was telling this story. And you guys know how people kind of in public can be judgmental sometimes and just jerks. Y'all have never experienced that, right? So she was telling the story about how um, she has four kids, and she was loading her kids up in the car. And as she was doing that, uh, she had the diaper bag on, and she had the, uh, t- all these toys, and all this just kind of her hands. She, her hands were full of just stuff, her kids' stuff, you know, every, like literally stumbling, dropping things. And she said that as, as she was buckling her little daughter in with her hands full, um, her mom looked at her kind of like one of those judgmental, you know, ladies. They're like, you know, you know what causes all those kids, right, that one of those kind of people, um, looked at her and said, said, mom, your hands sure are full, like, you know I'm talking mom, your hands are full, and she said she looked at her hands, and her response to her mom was, or to her daughter was, yes, they are, they're full of good things, and as I think about motherhood, and I think about the mess that is life, it's going to be crazy, and it's going to be insane. There's going to be days that that we don't feel good enough and we feel right. But remember in the mess that what your life is full of in the beautiful mess is good and wonderful things. That, That motherhood is a beautiful picture of the gospel. It's a beautiful picture of Jesus. And it's full of good and beautiful things. So I want you to remember, ladies, and as a church, it's our responsibility to help remind you of this when you forget that Motherhood isn't a hobby, it's a calling, and it's a beautiful calling, so don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. Secondly, motherhood is a, the greatest mission field of all, and then finally, you are never enough, but you are always enough. Let's pray. God, I love you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for our moms and the opportunity that we get to celebrate them and just honor them today. Father, I pray that um, you would remind us of these things, that we would be a church that comes alongside of our moms and celebrates them and reminds them that they are enough and they're enough in you. Or as long as they're pointing to you and doing everything that they can to point to you, they will always be enough. Father, help us to remember that you, that that our children are our greatest mission field. And help us to remember that, that motherhood isn't a burden. Children aren't a burden. Children are a beautiful calling. And it's an honor to be able to participate in that. Father, thank you for who you are. And ask all this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing this last song. Uh, You can stand if you'd like. Um, Let's just worship the Lord together in this service.